Javier, and I think there was an issue last time around. Well, that was because your computer crashed, right? That you, you didn't have your audio. My computer crashed, and Cole Recorder didn't keep the recording, yeah, yeah. and Audacity was recording the wrong microphone, so... Oh, no. Was that an oh, no for the for your situation, Rachel? Is it is it okay? No, I was just thinking okay. about what Javier's experience Man, from last week. Man, that's, like, unlucky. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have multiple multiple Plan Bs if you can with anything computer related. Yeah, I had two, and they both fail. So <laughs> they both fail. Yep. Welcome to Team Cockroach, a podcast about the Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Schur. I'm Sarah Gardner, and with me tonight we have Andrew Pontius. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Javier Matusevich. Hi, Javier. Hi, friends. And Rachel Adelman. Hi, Rachel. Hi, everyone. You, the rest of you all have catchphrases. I'm not sure I have a catchphrase yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I just say hello. <laughs> or yeah. just hi yeah. or whatever. Just say the same thing. <laughs> Our episode for tonight is the third episode of this season. It is called Chillaxing. And in it, Eleanor and Michael must take a new tack to push Chidi along as the lack of adversity in his afterlife makes him a little too carefree. In order to help him, they have to torture him. They send in Jason to be a badly kept secret, complete with butthole. As Chidi's tension ramps up, Tahani attempts to bond with John, the gossip colonist, by making him feel like he's part of the exclusive club. While he enjoys this, he has no interest in joining Chidi for morality lessons, so she too has to find another angle. She decides she will be his teacher from here on out, and they'll work on a real connection. But just as everyone's plans are proving effective, a shadowy figure comes pumping a handcart toward the neighborhood. What did everybody think of tonight's episode? I don't think it was very funny, but I liked it a lot. Does that make sense? What do you mean? Well, I don't think there were many jokes, or if there were, they weren't very quotable. But the plots seem interesting and uh, it's nice to see where they're going and we have the the nice handcart moment at the end that keeps us guessing so all on in all pretty enjoyable yeah their, their cgi budget for this episode all went towards the end there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah uh, yeah i liked this episode i agree it wasn't really the uh, typical joke machine but there was a lot of good interactions with some characters paired up and it just felt good to see that. So are you all happy with the pacing of this one as compared to the season opener? Oh yeah. Well, there was no Brent tonight, right? So that, <laughs> that was nice, but yeah. there was a lot of John. So I was very thankful for that. Everyone felt yeah. a little better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't really like watching the John stuff so much either. So I, I don't like John, but I don't hate him nearly as much as I hate Brett, so See, I'd take John any day. I'm in exactly that same boat. I actually kind of think mm. that John's a little bit um, approachable, or if he were at work or whatever, we would probably talk, even if it was just, you know, to gossip about other people we work with. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like the moments he had with Tahani were genuine, and that that was nice to see, because it wasn't... Um, a shortcut, like some of this other stuff has felt like. So well, but the thing is, John is relatable, right? I mean, he's a, an awful person, but 
he is or has some characteristics that we all have to a certain sense. He's insecure. He he's not very confident on himself. So he tries to cover it up with a horrible personality. Instead, Brent. He is an ash hole. That's what I said the whole time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not nice versus John, who is, I'm not going to say, I mean, he's not nice either, but he's likable. You can understand why why he's the way the, that he is. Well, I think one thing about John is that he, it, some, of, some of what he does is based on how he's resentful of other people, um, other people's success. But some of it is him sort of wallowing in what he can get away with, which feels very Eleanor-like to me, in that he, you know, he he trashes other people because it actually kind of feels good to to have that kind of power over other people. And you you know, when you can do it, you can, you want to indulge in it. And so it it did feel better when they were kind of putting the pieces together that because I think like last season all we saw was him being a jerk to everybody. We didn't see any of the underneath stuff, if I remember correctly. So it was nice to see some of, to put some of those pieces together to say, yeah, he's actually a real human being um, there. He, it's still, he's still a jerk. You know, you, you can't, it was also nice that he apologized for it, right? Because if you don't do that, if you don't ever get to that point, then you can't be redeemed in the end. So yeah, I, I think I think we're doing better with John than, than we did than we have in the past. Yeah, I will say that having a more Tahani centric episode and then letting her grow by teaching John in her own way felt really earned, especially since we haven't had a lot of her to go around. And it was very believable and consistent with the character of uh, Tahani. Uh, it's the kind of approach that she would take. But she was also <laughs> able to do something smart because honestly, the whole the whole spa thing is it's a bit of a sidetrack. But it's also it made sense to a certain degree, even though we knew that it wasn't going to work. But I see why why she <laughs> yeah. did what she did, and and it's nice that she finally figured it out. And she got reminded that she wasn't all that nice of a person too. It's it's always kind of interesting when they have to reflect on, oh, yeah, yeah, I was kind of a bad person, wasn't I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, do we feel like the initial onset, and I know I'm backing up a little bit here, <laughs> of Chidi walking through the neighborhood just with a spring in his step, did that throw anyone else off guard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he yeah. I don't know if that felt earned. It was, it was kind of sitcom-y, and I don't mean that in the sense that this is a sitcom. Of course, it feels sitcom-y, but just, what is he doing? Like, he should be, you know, he's like, he may as well have been wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, do they really have to inject, like, frisbee golf into it? <laughs> <laughs> sure, but he, we don't really oh. know Chidi a lot. Uh, we don't really know our characters outside of The Good Place much so we do we do know them some, but we don't have like a a complete picture, and it goes to the the issue of uh, the issue question of uh, nature versus nurture. He he doesn't have his memories, and we only know him as a tortured man. What if he's not being tortured? What what's going to happen? And that's what what we're seeing. So uh, I can buy it a little bit more. Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fairly. Believable. I kind of agree with you know what Javier said. We don't know much about 
GD from before besides that he can't make decisions. Um, so maybe he really liked Frisbee golf. It, it is great weather, and he thinks he's earned a place in paradise, so why not enjoy it? Yeah, I'm a little surprised that as much as we're seeing Chidi, we're not really seeing Simone. But I guess they can't balance all the characters every week. When they probably only have her for a cert- that actress for a certain number of episodes. In the same way, they probably only have Brent for a certain number of episodes. So this Thank was God. our episode without them. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise they become nice. regulars. Yeah. It's kind of nice that they're not all crammed into one episode because yes. <laughs> we get time with the storylines. I would I'd be interested in having some of those characters interact with each other. Yeah. I sense yeah, that that's coming. That. <laughs> that that could be a uh, fun episode at some point where we maybe only get our main characters at the beginning and the end and the middle is all of them t- interacting together. That could be a fun twist. Yeah. Like if they band up and create their own little team. <laughs> yeah, maybe get an episode yeah. from the perspective of one of these new four characters to see what, what that day in in the good place for them is. And not just from the perspective of Eleanor and the the rest of the gang. I do think that would be interesting. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we've seen already and that I was kind of <clears throat> thinking that we might see is most of these characters, we're really only seeing the, sec- the, the second crew, the, the next generation, as it were. We're only seeing in the reflection of our own characters, we only see John when Tahani has to learn something. We only see Brent when, what was it, I guess, Eleanor has to learn something. That the story is still most, mostly focused on our characters. And in order for an episode like that to work, there needs to be enough going on with them. The things they need to learn by themselves, things they need to they they need to and can go through on their own that are still interesting. And I'm not sure the 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 story has been set up to have that much of it. I think you're right. I think if they do it, they need to sort of build up this learning that they're all doing and this growing enough so that they can run on their own. And we're not there yet. Yeah, I think if if they did do it from that perspective, we'd almost need it to be from Simone's perspective. I agree. Because she's the only one that we sort of have a little bit of an idea, handle on who she is from seeing her last season. Well, and she was so likable that having her be there yeah. where she doesn't really have to redeem herself too much. She just has to believe in the good place. I think that helps, too. Yeah, probably she's the most likable of all. But I, I can ima- I can imagine an episode in which we are seeing the day of Brent and he's going to the, the the golf course and he's going for lunch at a special place in the good place, uh, or we see him asking stuff from Janet, and intermixed we see him being interrupted by Eleanor and. And the rest of our characters and he being annoyed and I don't know, I, I can see that sort of episode. It's not something that you build a show on, but it's the kind of episodes that you could get on. It makes me think of House, for example. It had that sort of flip on it episode where you took the per- perspective of Cuddy or some other character and you see how the main character intermixes himself sure uh javier are you putting together a spec to uh submit to the NBC writer staff <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wouldn't complain if they offered so <laughs> yeah. so 
in with all of this, we're kind of reliving some of the same plot lines that we've already ventured into, uh, the most prominent of which being Chidi living the secret that Eleanor had to live in the first season, knowing that John Yu was really just Jason and having to keep that from the powers that be, which seeing it from their perspective, um, that they already know this secret and they don't need Chidi to keep it, but they do need to torture him. This is just me, but I feel like it could have felt very repetitive, but that since uh, we as, you know, the audience know all of what's going on, it, it actually kind of scraped by a little bit. Did you guys think so too? Yeah, I liked this the seeing Jason as Jianyu. I think that's kind of always a fun Thing for him and seeing him back to the freaking out about being in the good place. <laughs> Just the call back to that original night when he was freaking out to Eleanor the first time. Yeah, I'm a sucker for these role reversals that keep happening with Janu and and Chidi becoming Eleanor and, and becoming himself as well, which is the end of the episode. Well, I was afraid that with the with all the bits in the middle where people were kind of, again, trying to tell Eleanor that she was going too far and she wasn't listening to them, I thought that they were kind of going to repeat that plotline again, you know, when we just had it an episode or two ago. And I'm glad that they didn't go down that route, that she things sort of resolved themselves even with her overdoing it a bit. Um, and so we got a different plot line instead of that same plot line over again. You know, when, when Jason is telling you, you might be going too far, you should really probably listen to him. <laughs> um, and she didn't, and it still worked out. So, um, but I, I really did like Eleanor admitting at the end that she was torturing, torturing Chidi because it felt, made her feel good, which felt kind of like, like there was the one thing, I think it was in the second season when, Michael finally admitted that he was torturing all of them with the, the trolley. Uh, what was it? The trolley car, the trolley episode yeah. thing. Um, trolley problem. Because he wanted to, because it still made him feel good. Um, so, you know, she kind of gets a taste of that as well here. But, you know, so that kind of, I was actually kind of surprised. Like halfway through the episode, I was thinking, how are they going to, this feels like another disaster in the making. And yet it didn't wind up being a disaster. It kind of everything worked out, even though, both Tahani and Eleanor seemed like they were hell bent on on going the wrong route throughout. So it, it was an interesting episode to 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 experience that way. I think. I mean, Eleanor did have a breakdown from everything in front of Chidi. It worked itself out. But what do you think that was that was real? Like that was not planned? You think? I yeah, I do not think that was planned. Yeah. <laughs> then Michael did some some really nice improvisation with it then. Yeah, he really did help Eleanor out as things were falling apart. And if it were, you know, the other way around in the first season, he would have been very happy to let her indulge herself in torturing Chidi. <laughs> so what did we think about the little bit that we got Janet this week and her new hair? I like Janet and Tahani together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they don't normally talk that much. Yeah, so this was this yeah. was something different. It also seemed like Janet was more able to just kind of roll with the punches this week after being so stressed out. Um, she made a whole posh spice spa and didn't seem to complain about it. And, um, you know, I feel like I don't know if that's like the ticking time bomb that I thought it was because she seems fine now. <laughs> I don't know. She, she she just wanted to punch John in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. 
I, I think she still seemed pretty stressed, but kind of holding it in. Mm. Maybe I'm just imagining that. But she didn't seem happy, per se. Um, but some of that might have been just amusement at everything that Tahani was saying. Like, you know, listening to Tahani is kind of a full-time job in and of itself sometimes. <laughs> but no, I, I like them together. She seemed more like the breakup Janet rather than the holding all of paradise together in her head Janet. And that's kind of the problem with the plotline that they wrote because by writing that she's not omnipowerful and that she can do everything, which is what we sort of assumed until now, and we discovered that, no, she, she actually has to do some effort and there's, there's a limit for her capacity. By doing that, now they're putting themselves in a position in which she's going to have to do stuff and she's going to have to push herself beyond the limit, but they can't have her break, her, break down every episode. So it kind of have to be a little bit inconsistent until we're going to have the last, the big episode in which she is going to be having a complete breakdown. But until then, she, she has to hold on because otherwise the, the whole story can't be told. We can't have learning episodes without posh spas and other stuff being constructed constantly. Did anyone happen to write down what her breakup items were? I meant to and didn't. Like, what all did she say she had to go through or thought about going through or went through? I think she just said she dyed her hair, changed her hair. That was number eight. And then number 30-something was watching Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that she's like, that seemed too far or something like that. Well, she she was not a big fan of, of Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> it was mostly the same songs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can say I've never seen that, but I do get the joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, are we of the overall impression that things were maybe going too smoothly and that's why the end happened the way it did? Because they kind of wrote themselves into um, improvement, things looking up, at least for the characters they talked about today. I mean, I didn't expect it to stay this way for very long, so I'm not yeah. super surprised we see <laughs> the Grim Reaper or whatever that man is coming down <laughs> the track. Yeah. Do we think it's someone we've seen before? Probably. I think it's not going to be nearly as looming and terrible as it seems right now. We have seen them do this, uh, these uh, endings, these uh, cliffhangers constantly, in which it seems like everything is going to end, or at the very least that there is a very big imminent threat, and then they get to the beginning of the next episode and it's resolved by the fifth minute, so... I think we're going to see sort of that it's going to present a new situation, but it's not going to be life-threatening or it's probably not even people from the bad place. It seems to me like it's going to be either a new character or an an old character that needs help in some way. And maybe they, they, maybe they defected from the bad place. I think that would be interesting. Maybe it's the, the frog obsessed doorman. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Mike O'Malley. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun if 
it was just an excuse to have some big guest star in the last season. Mm-hmm. Like if it's mm-hmm. just someone like you immediately recognize like, oh, that person must have just wanted to be on this show. Yeah. It was gone. I think that would be fun. How about you, Andrew? What do you think about this mysterious cloaked person? Well, I do think that they try to have um, uh, cliffhangers a lot in the show and, and with varying degrees of, of uh, naturalness to it, right? Like some, sometimes they have to kind of invent something at the end and sometimes it's something that's an obvious follow-up to, to stuff that's already been going on. And this is just totally, you know, at the moment it leaves out of left field. Um, but I also think that they probably didn't want to have any of those plot lines of the improvements of people take up too much time because we have seen that before. We saw that in the first season. We saw that in the second season and we don't necessarily want to keep seeing it over and over again the same way. So the fact that they're going to shake it up makes sense. Um, but other than that, yeah, it is kind of nice to have things that you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen with people and you don't know how it's going to change things. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, well, they're not going to torture people too much. I was thinking <laughs> of saying, but I mean, they are and they aren't right. But <laughs> our, our characters will probably come through. This is a fairly gentle comedy, right? So they will, they will probably not go through things they can't endure. But, uh, but no, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think, uh, like Michael, well, and we never, uh, who was it? Was it, uh, Sarah, was it your, yeah, I think it was your theory that Michael was not Michael, right? That they sent someone back yeah. as Michael. So the person um, in the handcart might be the other Michael. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know how they would do that, but. And then you do that whole switcheroo thing, like in every cartoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think I would be really mad if I found out it wasn't actually Michael these last two episodes, because <laughs> I really liked his interactions with Eleanor. And if yeah. one of the other demons can imitate michael that closely i'd be a little disappointed yeah it wouldn't match what you know, what we've seen from the demons acting on the first episode but is there anyone who's in the bad place that me we might want to see again i mean there's trevor trevor <laughs> i don't know if i want to see him again i think some he of makes you me is, laugh yeah <laughs> i like him some of you like that actor but i don't know if we want to see that character again mm-hmm. and no. then uh and no, any just, of the, the yeah, random people from the Bad Place Museum? Any of them? Oh, like <laughs> when Dex Shepard was people. on? Yeah. Could be one of them. Yeah. I, I think if they had let the people improvement go on for one more episode, it would have felt too long. I think the only thing they could explore is more Simone and hers is different. But if it was just, let's let's keep rehabbing these new people then yeah, I think that would get old pretty fast, like you said. So is there anything we haven't covered that you would like to discuss before we get to jokes? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we're good. Fairly simple episode as far as that goes. There's just some big, broad plots that we got to talk about today. So what were your favorite jokes of the episode? I'm, I'm excited to hear Andrew's because I know he said it was a cheaty joke. <laughs> well, the, the one that I really liked, the one that I thought, I thought a lot of the jokes were kind of, again, kind of sitcom jokes. Like, like there were, the plots this, this time around were more set him up and knock him down in the same episode. Like, here's a brand new thing to think about John, and then here's how we're going to run through it. But um, the one thing that I felt was that they kind of repeated a couple of times, so it became something of a motif, was that, uh, was the motorcycle 
And oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. even discuss that. Making the motorcycle, and then Chidi saying it was his motorcycle, and then you know walking it out of <laughs> the clearing because he didn't know how to start a motorcycle, and then <laughs> saying to destroy the motorcycle, and then the, the bit that I really loved was when he says, you know, oh, oh no, we're going to destroy the motorcycle, and then you know that you know Chidi is sort of is it? I guess maybe that he's found a new way to to make things go because he's getting rid of something that he doesn't isn't actually the most important thing. And then, you know, we cut to Jason going, no, over again when the, when the motorcycle goes away. And yet not being surprised because, of course, that's how motorcycles – that's what happens to motorcycles. Yeah. That's what they <laughs> the do. Yeah. So I, I really – I thought that was a nice little earned yeah. joke yeah. at the end there. That Jason seeing the motorcycle blow up. Yeah. That, that scene of Chidi like walking the motorcycle out <laughs> oh, was really that, funny. It felt like it went on for a long time, but, it, you know, it was only a couple seconds. Because, you know, my God, him trying to walk that thing out, just so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was my big that was my big joke for this one. I loved the opening joke of chillaxing. I know I mentioned this before we started talking, but I feel like that <laughs> is just the appropriate goofy Michael joke that he thinks he invented the word and it, that it's a mixture of cheaty and relaxing. Yeah. yeah. I liked uh, – Eleanor, when she was talking to Jason, saying, you know, we have to torture Chidi more, she called him Superman with diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I must have missed that one. <laughs> I thought another really good one was when um, Eleanor was crying and Chidi is so freaked out because he made God cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder he has so much anxiety. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, when Jim, yeah. when <laughs> Chidi was first chillaxing, I guess you would say, and he talks about how there were ants everywhere on the picnic, but they were helpful. They carried wine glasses and folded our napkins for us. I was like, hey. <laughs> did pretty, yeah. ant comes back. Yeah. Well, and that happened at the end of one scene, right, where Chidi was supposed to be. So there was something, something about Chidi that he was. They were supposed to be celebrating, but Michael sent away the the ants. With the wine, did I remember? Did yeah, anybody remember that? Yeah, um, I didn't quite get that. Eleanor wanted to celebrate that they had driven Chidi crazy, basically, and uh, oh. Michael was like tempering the mood a bit, and then Chidi runs okay. into the room because he's having his big moment, and so right. Michael then shoots the ants away, which is She's so cute. <laughs> That was also their CGI budget for this week. Yeah, and the lava absolutely. rock thing with the like That's firework true. looking yeah. stuff in the air. Hmm. Uh, I, I guess it was kind of a joke, but uh, Jason's whole thing about them needing help with the peanut butter jar at the beginning when they came to ask him for help. And he's like, where's the jar? Yeah, that, that <laughs> was confusing. <laughs> where's the jar? <laughs> what jar? Yeah, it, it, sounded like he, it sounded like he might have been hearing someone making a request to open a peanut butter jar in his head. And so I thought, is, is Janet stuff bleeding over onto him? I don't but know. then they didn't, they didn't go anywhere with it. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's just where his mind goes when somebody asks him for yeah. help. Maybe he was yeah, the guy that, on earth that was strong enough to open the peanut butter jar. Yeah. yeah. To me, it felt like there was another joke that made that one pay off, but they, it ended up in the, in the cutting room floor. So, Oh, and I forget how he worded it at the end, but he was talking about being not useful, 
useness, I think is what he said. He needed, <laughs> yeah. he needed to have some useness. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's very mean, but it's cartoony meal. So it was kind of funny to honey all the meals. Uh-huh. It's an awful thing to say, but it's kind of funny that he found a way to make that name, that which is not a simple name, into a slur to, to attack her. I do feel like a lot of the interaction between Tahani and John is just a way for the writers to like <laughs> talk about celebrities in a goofy way, yeah. Yeah. like Natalie Portman and Timothy Chalamet and Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, where are they going to throw those jokes? But here they go. Right. <laughs> Another right. ki- kind of terrible one was the uh, Pasha Spa being based on uh, weight and wealth. If you gain a pound or lose a pound, you're yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when Tahani was kind of setting it up, there was something, I don't remember the exact details anymore, but she said... Um, oh, something something that John had done involved something called a, a discount hotel package. Hmm. That was she, <laughs> she, the Jamila Jamil really nailed the making that sound like something she had never heard of before. <laughs> so that was funny. There's something uh, about the way that Michael says texting when, when people should be driving. Like <laughs> right. it, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's funny. It was it was funny because it was it was the, the law of threes, right, or something that he, yeah. you know, this and then this and then this and then oh, yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the the turtle that appeared was named what was it? Uh, Shell Turtlestein. Yeah. Shell Turtlestein. <laughs> how many no? How many names do you think they crossed off before they landed on that one? <laughs> it's cute. I will say one of the jokes they lifted from The Simpsons, um, or at least it's so similar. So when Jason was talking about how his motorcycle exploded because he wanted to have lighter fluid in the engine, she says, was that someone you? And Jason says, yep, which is another joke that The Simpsons did where uh, Homer says to Marge, "Um, somebody wants you to change baby's diaper. And Marge says, is that somebody you, Homer? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but if you're going to live from anybody, live from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> so do we feel like um, this, I mean, I feel like the odd person out here because I kind of think that with the number of episodes that they have this season, how few of them there are, that this one didn't really accomplish a lot. And that I kind of thought they'd be packing more in. But I don't know. I... I can be convinced. <laughs> I mean, it, it is only the third episode, and we they do tend to have a few slower ones and then pack a bunch in mid-season and then again at the end. So I think I'm okay with it. I still think that they did a lot because they got Chidi in the right mindset and they got John in the right mindset. So they, they have everyone on the supposedly right track, and this happened in, in this last episode. So I don't know. I think it's pretty... And they got Back. Brent kind of in, in a decent space last episode. So it's kind of three out of four are on the glide path. I didn't really buy Brent's, though. <laughs> well, as long as we don't have to see him anymore, I think. Yeah. I, you know, just put him over there. <laughs> he, he's failing upwards. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, as always. Uh, uh. 
Even when he wasn't on screen, he had to remind us he went to Princeton like four yes, times. <laughs> Did you know he went to Princeton? <laughs> but yeah, and some of this is just going to depend on on where the, how they want to go, where they need to go because they they need to get all four people succeeding or have some way around that. And I, you know, as I've said, I, I never thought they were going to spend the whole season just on that. But it's how they decide to twist it. And I think I think we're going to get maybe not next episode, but the episode after that will be the episode where things. Although maybe next episode because we got this strange new person coming in, where they change it around and the the challenge becomes something different for them to keep going. And so I've been looking out for that, and and this felt like yeah the the one or the two episodes before that, and so it it didn't it felt like this was about on par for the course for me for the good place. So we'll see. I wonder what this yeah. is going to be like when we have the whole series and we're able to look back on the whole thing. Oh, we're going to have to do some retrospective. <laughs> uh, there's something that, that I just thought of that it's kind of weird. But what happens if they succeed partially? Because right now we're assuming that either everything is going to go ahead and go through the window and start over because Deus Ex Machina or they're going to actually succeed at, at making all these four humans better but what if they make like three of the humans better and they fail at making one better or something like that how, how does that count because the, the thesis statement is that everyone is not irredeemable but that means that there are people that is there are re re redeemable does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's interesting, and I wonder how they would play it if it happened that way. It would be like a nice way to to escape having to make Brent better. So <laughs> right. Well, they're still teasing us that they can actually improve Brent, but yeah, they're not they're not making it clear that he's going to succeed. So yeah, I think it's a good thing to think about. It's a interesting route. Yeah, and I guess we have to think about how much better do they have to make them. Because even <laughs> right. Brent, just a little bit better for Brent would still be terrible. <laughs> but he's he's yeah. gotten better. So their thesis is that they can improve after being in that afterlife. Yeah, right. So he he could only go up a few notches on the scale, but it's still an improvement over what he was. Yeah, agreed. That's that's interesting. So it doesn't really matter what the score is. It, what what matters is that. The, the trend is upwards. Maybe that's what they're trying to prove. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what they originally said with the experiment, whether it was just improvement or whether it was actually make them good people. I um, think they yeah. were trying to figure out, like, mathematically with the accounting guy, if their numbers were skewed in, in the wrong way. So I wonder if some of it will just come down to either validating that or something just being totally off. But, you know, they've got that waiting for them in that big Darth Vader egg thing. <laughs> huh. That's true. We're going to see that guy again. Just hold up in Mindy St. Clair's house. Sorry. And we still have the dis uh, Chekhov's disco Janet hanging over us. All right. <laughs> she's She's been put on the mantelpiece. So we're... Uh, we're going to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's any other. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Uh -huh. for, yeah. uh, 
I think we're oh, the box, the boxing gloves. That was I think somebody mentioned it already. That when Tahani said, you know, I've been going about this all wrong. I'm, you know, I'm ready to to you know go do the thing. And Janet says, Oh, okay, here you go. She, she hands her the the boxing gloves to go punch out John. Yeah, that was a that was funny. Cute. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that we see the idea of Tahani in that ultra VIP room all alone because she's not. No, she didn't seem like such a terrible person. She seemed vain, maybe, but I didn't think that that was cause to send her to the bad place. But when you were put in, in a position like that, in which all that matters is status, it really shows really where she was in a more stark position. Was that a Game of Thrones pun? Because she's eight of them. <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but... Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I, I give you credit for it, regardless. <laughs> the accountant will count that one. <laughs> I I watched every episode of Game of Thrones, and I kind of regret it. So, Were there certain characters that you could see <laughs> that they were... I... I don't think there were eight women, major women characters in the entire show. That bodes um, well for me not watching it. D- does it yeah. mean there that were, there wasn't a man yeah. inspired by Tahani? Uh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, but no, her, her character is not the first one I think of when I think of prominent Game of Thrones characters, unfortunately. <laughs> it would have been better if I had, but I, I didn't. But we'll save that for our Game of Thrones podcast, which we'll be starting <laughs> yeah. after, after this one. I can tell you, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept doing it, but I won't watch the show. So you have my my opinion, but you won't have my informed knowledge. I can pretend like I did and just make up a bunch of stuff and none of it will have happened <laughs> in the show. Yeah, I'll do like Homer and watch a completely different movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you wanted me to watch this. <laughs> Well, if that's all we have for this week, anything before we wrap up? I don't think so. Okie dokie. Well, then, it's been a pleasure, you all. And let me tell you each good night. Good night, Rachel. Good night, all. Good night, Javier. Good night. And Andrew, good night to you. Have a good evening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>